good day, Dunker Punks, and good evening where appropriate. Did you make any New Year's resolutions? Have you done any reflecting on the past year? How about a little music to get you thinking now? I don't want to be rich, don't want to be popular, don't want to be selfish, no. Wanna be a goat, don't wanna be ignorant, don't wanna be blindfolded, I just wanna be countercultural. I don't wanna be violent, don't wanna have a vendetta, don't wanna be vengeful, no. I don't wanna be a soldier, don't wanna be militaristic, don't wanna help that cycle, I just wanna be a countercultural pacifist. I don't wanna be a racist, don't wanna be a capitalist, don't wanna be sexist, no. I don't wanna pass judgment, don't wanna hold grudges. I wanna be hateful, I just wanna be a countercultural, pacifistic, unconditional lover. I don't wanna shop at Walmart, don't wanna grow Monsanto, don't wanna drink Coca Cola, no. I don't wanna burn petrol, don't wanna eat perfect fruit, don't wanna feel guilty, I just wanna be a countercultural, pacifistic, unconditionally loving organic gardener. I wanna be authentic, I wanna be radical, I wanna be optimistic, honest, beautiful, I wanna be humble, I wanna be progressive, I wanna be open, I'm inspiration. I wanna be like John Wesley, or Sarah Major, or Anna Mao. I wanna be like Martin Luther, or Martin Luther King Jr. Like Santa Claus, Johnny Appleseed, Dirk Dillim, or Gandhi, Alexander Mack, John Klein, George Fox, or Jesus Christ. But mostly, I just wanna be me. I just wanna be me. Welcome to this bonus episode of the Dunker Punks podcast. We are nonviolent and nonconformist Anabaptists, sharing audio accounts of following Jesus to God's revolutionary reality. I'm your host, Pastor Nancy Fitzgerald, and today we hear from another Church of the Brethren pastor, Dylan Del Haro. Dylan did some year-end reflecting on a Bible story about the start of Jesus' ministry. Well, that sounds like ancient news. It is one of the great examples of how people followed Jesus in radical ways then and today. We are just living the way he did, and it might just get us into the same kind of trouble he found. See what you think, Dunker Punks, when you listen to Dylan reflect on news and views of the Jesus way. You remember Jesus? You know, from the Bible? Yeah, I've been thinking about that story. Particularly the story according to Luke's Gospel. In chapter 4, Jesus goes to the temple in Nazareth, his hometown. Jesus stands up, 
reads from the prophet Isaiah, and sits down to offer some interpretation. The passage he reads goes something like this. The Spirit of our God is upon me, because the Most High has anointed me to bring good news to those who are poor. God has sent me to proclaim liberty to those held captive, recovery of sight to those who are blind, to release those who are in prison, and to proclaim the year of God's favor. At first, everyone is happy with what he says. Jesus is basically saying, God's blessing is coming to all, and I am here to fulfill the prophecy. So they think Jesus is saying, I came home to bring God's blessing to you. Jesus has made the people at his home congregation happy. But Jesus doesn't stop there. Because there's a misunderstanding. So Jesus clarifies. He continues by telling two other stories from the Hebrew Bible, both about prophets who helped people, people who were outside of Israel, outside God's community, uh, enemies even. In other words, Jesus is telling his faith community that God's blessing will go to people beyond the home team, beyond those who are already living like they are blessed. God's blessing is coming And like the prophet Isaiah said, it's coming to the poor. God's blessing is coming to all people, regardless of race and religion. It's coming to the wrongly condemned. God's blessing is coming to heal and free the oppressed. When Jesus explains what his ministry is all about, priority for the poor, the oppressed, the marginalized, that made everyone in the temple furious. These are the same people who were happy with him only moments ago. These are the same people who watched Jesus grow up. They got so mad that they chased him to a cliff, and they intended to throw him off that cliff. But Jesus didn't try to appease them. Jesus didn't try to explain himself any further. He didn't wait for them to get happy. He walked right through the crowd and went on his way. Jesus didn't stop when they were happy with him, and Jesus didn't stop when they wanted to throw him off a cliff. Mary, the mother of Jesus, says something very similar at the beginning of Luke. Immediately after a visit from the angel, Mary goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who is already six months pregnant with John the Baptist. Mary sings her song, and The contents of this song, mm, it ain't cute. There's no ordinary lullaby, no praise hymn. Listen, she says stuff like, God looks upon the lowly, all generations will be blessed. God scatters the proud and removes the powerful from their thrones. God fills the hungry with good things and sends the rich away empty. Oh boy. You want to know the real magnitude of this song? Just in the last century, three countries placed bans on this Song of Mary's. During the British rule of India, the Magnificat was prohibited from being sung in church. In the 80s, Mary's words were inspiring the Guatemalan poor to believe that change was indeed possible, 
So their government banned any public resuscitation of Mary's words. Similarly, the mothers of the Plaza de Mayo, whose children all disappeared during the Dirty War, placed the Magnificat's words on posters throughout the capital plaza. Soon afterward, the military of Argentina outlawed any public display of Mary's song. And I think that's because Mary's song is about a different kind of power. The kind that humbles political leaders and gives voice to people who have been voiceless. The kind of power that makes money meaningless and love the ultimate currency in a world full of broken people. But this isn't a turning of the tables that merely makes the rich poor and the poor rich. A reversal of fortunes would only invert the systems of domination. Mary's song exalts in God's might that brings a leveling of the distribution of goods and power. Mary sings of a simultaneous relinquishment on the part of those who have power, privilege, and status, and an empowerment of those who have not. Mary subverts systems that enslave subjected peoples by presenting herself as an empowered person who chooses to serve. She is not a person upon whom servitude is imposed. The Magnificat speaks of how divine power differs from that of imperial Rome and its power. God acts with mercy. Throughout the Gospel, Jesus embodies this divine mercy by healing those who cry out to him for mercy. He teaches his disciples to be merciful by loving enemies, doing good, giving to those who beg without expecting anything in return. This teaching subverts imperial ways of violent retaliation filling up those who are hungry and emptying out the pockets of rich people is also an affront to the Roman imperial power. While Rome claimed that its citizens enjoyed abundance, well, that was only true for a tiny fraction. The majority faced a daily struggle at the edge of starvation. Now, throughout Luke, we see Jesus' intent on filling up the hungry because Luke places Jesus in meal settings more than any of the other Gospels. Mary's song is a declaration that God is on the side of the oppressed, a major theme throughout Scripture. And here's the icing on the cake. These words come from a disreputable position. They come from a young, unmarried, pregnant woman, and they are about a child that she will give birth to. This message from Mary subverts then, as it does now, a common understanding of power. These are words that scare governments, words that look injustice in the eye and call its bluff, words that bring hope to people living with less power, a few dozen words more powerful than any podcast could be. God enters humanity from a disreputable position, and God gives us the chance to participate by manifesting hope and challenging injustice. God's justice is not for just us. It's not lopsided. 
and there is no justice when a majority is more powerful than the truth. Jesus would not want us to be comfortable with injustices that still exist. Jesus would point to the scriptures, which ultimately point to God, saying, God's blessing is coming, and is not limited by the laws of the land. God's blessing has no borders. It goes beyond the people who covenant with God, beyond those who already live like they are blessed. God's blessing is coming, and is coming to the poor, is coming to all people, regardless of race and religion. It's coming to the wrongly condemned, and God's blessing is coming to heal and free the oppressed. That's good news to me. That's a story that's been on my mind. I'd love to know what stories have been on your mind. When I first wrote an essay on my personal faith journey, I turned to this story of Jesus reading scripture and getting into trouble with his first sermon. I guess it was not such a great place to make a case for being a minister in the church. Using this story pretty much said, I plan to get into trouble and make everyone mad at me. Well, that isn't what I intended. Yet the rest of the story, when Jesus almost gets thrown off a cliff, is exactly what my friend, professor, and mentor, Warren Eschbach, used when he preached my ordination service. I don't think you have to make the people around you mad. But Dylan is saying that if you are really following Jesus, you can't let ruffled feathers stop you. Yes, we have to pay attention to others and should, always seeking the way of peace and nonviolence. And we have to be true to Jesus' teaching and life, always. It's not an easy way, Dunker Punks, but it is what you've promised to do when you promise to follow Jesus. I hope your year-end reflection prompts you to follow him even closer in 2016. The Dunker Punks podcast is a collaboration among a dozen or so contributors. I've produced the show with Suzanne Lay and Jacob Krause. Our next episode will air at the end of January. Watch for Dana Casal's Empire episode. Until then, may God bless you with all the joy of following Jesus, even when the path is hard. Blessings to you, Dunker Punks.